Hi, it's Natasha. And KC. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 48th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, and the world, and nothing is off the table. In this episode, we're talking all about being productive at work and what it really takes to be productive. And we have a special guest, Bill Jensen. But before we go there, let's dive uh, into some ground rules for the show. First, have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio? If not, please do. We greatly appreciate your support of the show. And if you go to WokenFree.com, you can see where we're at on all the different platforms. Secondly, have you shared an episode? If not, I think this is a good episode to share. You can share it with friends and family and make sure that everyone knows that they can join the Woken Free Nation. And then, of course, if you are very active on social media, we'd love to hear from you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woken Free. And then, of course, if you'd like to review an episode, we would love to hear your thoughts. Go to WokenFree.com to see all the different platforms we're on, and you can share your comments and thoughts with us. Each week, we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week, we shared our favorite theme song from a non-animated show. This week, we are sharing what's one business tip you've applied to your personal life. Mm, I think for this is a really interesting question because uh, I am right an entrepreneur full-time in my life, thankfully. And uh, with whether I'm working on Woke and Free Matters or Dressing Room A or Plus Model Magazine or any of the other uh, things that come after my name. I have a lot of titles. If you go to WokenFree.com and go to our uh, About Us, <laughs> they can uh, learn more about uh, our, our different uh, hyphens that come after our name. But I would say the number one business tip or a business tip that I have applied in my personal life would be KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. So you mean I, the band? No. Keep Stick it, your tongue out. Keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. Oh, not Gene Simmons then? No. No, no, no. All right. <laughs> this is a principle that is taught to salespeople. This is a principle that's taught to business people. It's all about the fact that people like to overcomplicate things. And I have found in my personal life, if something is getting very stressful or overwhelming... First, take a deep breath. Uh, oxygen will always serve you well, guys, unless you're over-oxygenated. <laughs> oh, really? But generally speaking, I find taking a, a deep breath can be very soothing and very calming. And then I immediately think of KISS and not the band or kissing you, my dear, but actually keep it simple, stupid. And how can I simplify whatever the situation is so that it can be less stressful, less overwhelming, and I can keep it moving? But what about you? What tip do you apply from business to your personal life? So you learned that from business then, that idea? Yeah, I uh, learned this principle when I was in an educational sales role, and uh, I have found it very helpful and uh, very practical. Okay, yeah. Usually the easier way is the way to go. Indeed. I agree with that. Indeed. And so what I, what I learned, and I think it was about a few years ago, 
was that you should set like milestones for yourself because mm. I was I do that for well I had to do that for one of the projects that I was working on and I think it really helped me kind of get a handle of what tasks need to be accomplished to reach like that you know that stepping stone towards the main goal so mm-hmm. now I do that with scheduling I'll I'll set like I have little tasks but it'll all be based off of like a big milestone that I want to achieve by a certain date. Okay. So that's what I've learned from business is set a milestone for yourself and it'll make it easier to set up like smaller tasks to reach that, that step mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. whatever it could be towards a bigger goal. I mean, it could be the goal itself. It depends, sure. but I think that's great to set milestones. Absolutely. I think benchmarks are a really great way to gauge whether or not you're working towards the direction you want to. And also it pushes you. We all need that fire under our bums. And uh, why not create the fire and the standards of excellence that you're trying to live under or live up to rather? I think a lot of people look outward (laughs) when it comes to success. And and really what you're talking about is kind of having an internal approach to defining your own success and, and creating levels of it so that it's not just like, Ooh, I want to be a millionaire, but it's like, I want to make $5,000. I want to make $10,000. I want to make 50, right? It's a lot easier to work up to that million dollar or whatever the number or goal is, uh, if you create benchmarks. So Woken Free Nation, I hope that you've just learned some business. You just got that for free. We won't invoice you. You're super lucky. Uh, (laughs) but I digress. Uh, let's keep it moving onto our conversation with our special guest, Bill Jensen. But before we do that, what do we have to do? We have to tell you guys who he is, right? So Bill Jensen makes it easier to do great work. Bill Jensen makes it easier to leap into tomorrow. Uh, what are some of his street creds? He's an author of eight best-selling business books. He's known globally as Mr. Simplicity. He has uh, 35 to 45 keynotes per year globally. He's a change transformation consultant with 30 years experience. He's interviewed and surveyed over a million people. He's an IBM futurist and he uh, research studies major technology giants. Need I say more, guys? Uh, let's get to our conversation with Bill Jensen. I'm thankful that we could have you here on the Woken Free Nation and Absolutely. to be able to share your, you know, some experience of yours with our Woken Free uh, listeners. This week, our personal share is going to be, can you name one business tip you've applied to your personal life? Like a finan- something financial or I don't know, along those lines that you're able to actually use in your personal life, something you've learned, you know, in the business industry. Sure. Uh, the tip is basically keep it simple. What I've spent my whole life trying to focus on, uh, whether it's your finances, your love life, or your business life, or your personal life, figure out what the essence of the problem is. And mm. if it's finances, uh, you know, be clear on how you're defining success. Is it purely financial, or are there other factors? If it's love life, you know, what are the many different factors? If it's, if it's your business and professional life, uh, what, what is most important to you and why? So mm. the essence that I've tried to practice is keep it simple. 
I love it. All right. Uh, so then my follow-up question to that would be, can you share with the Woken Free Nation how essentially you became the man you are today? You're a successful author, speaker, consultant, entrepreneur. So just kind of throwing out your story out there so that everyone understands why you are awesome and clearly Woken Free. <laughs> Well, there there are several things that impacted my business life and my personal life. Uh, top of mind happens to be uh, this past weekend was the 24th anniversary of when my mom died. And that's very crucial to who I am, both personally and professionally, uh, mm. because 24 years ago uh, this weekend, uh, while she was passing away, they lost her in the hospital for 40 minutes. Wow. So she was in the, in the emergency room dying alone. 40 minutes, mm. we didn't know it, and we were sent to the ICU, the intensive care unit, to wait for her, but there was a miscommunication between the ER and the ICU, and nobody knew she was dying there alone, and mm. why I mention this is so, you know, while it's a deeply personal story, it happened at this, around the same time as I was doing the research for my first book, also titled Simplicity, mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things that came up was how we communicate with each other. And it was more, it was something in the data that was more than just, uh, you know, be clear, be concise, show up on time, have an agenda for meetings, you know, write short emails. More than that, there was something in the, in the data that I couldn't figure out what it was. And, you know, my mom passes away. I, the, the hospital essentially stole 40 of the last minutes that I would ever get with her. And then mm -hmm. after the grieving process, not necessarily right then, but, you know, six months, eight months later, I realized um, that that hospital did stole that time, and it was all because of a miscommunication. ER didn't talk to the ICU. So what I took away from this is that all of us only get 1,440 minutes every day. Mm -hmm. And the only way we get each other's work done is we all use a portion of somebody else's life. That's the only way we get our work done. So what I spend most of my business life doing is not teaching time management or how to write emails or how to run meetings, but the essence of all of that is raise the bar on how you respect people. Make sure that if you are using a portion of their life, you maximize the value you give to them during that time frame. So my mm -hmm. ultimate life mission is uh, when I'm six feet under, I want to look back, have looked back and say, uh, what I did with my life is whenever I spent time with people, my ultimate goal is that they spent 40 more minutes with somebody they loved because of the mm. advice I gave them, not because of a business objective or anything else, that they made more use of their life mm -hmm. because I was with them. So that's, that's top of mind just because the anniversary happened to just happened this past weekend. Wow. Okay. That's incredibly moving yeah. and uh, deeply impactful. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's true because, you know, we are, if you think about time in, in that form, it's, it's interesting how, how we can elevate how we communicate and elevate how we treat each other. And uh, are you a fan of uh, the, I just finished this book uh, by Gabrielle Bernstein called the universe has your back. Have you read that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, well, it's, it's, it's interesting when you said that because I thought of the phrase that she had said in the book, which is 
you know, remember that you are the other person. So when when we are having discourse with other people and we're and we're kind of angry and frustrated that like the level of respect still needs to be there, the the level of dignity of of each other has to still stay intact that you can't treat people less than uh, you would treat yourself because you are the other person. So uh, that and um, ultimately, Natasha, that comes down to something that's that you and I didn't come up with and she didn't come up with. It's Mm -hmm. thousands of years old and it's called the golden rule. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically uh, variations of treat each other the way you want to be treated, but it's really about truly respecting the other person. And and one step further, as as we talk about business, uh, I one of my slides in my presentations is you know who or what is your biggest competition, and oh. people around the room ga- guess, and my answer is usually no, it's not that. Your mm-hmm. biggest competition right now in a world of information overload is how you compete for other people's attention, including mm-hmm. your own staff and your managers and everybody mm-hmm. on your own team. They also only have 1,440 minutes. So mm-hmm. we have to compete for each other's time properly. Absolutely. Okay. Now I want to uh, switch gears a little bit and with this next question. Now, do you think people like struggle with being productive at work? And if they do, why is that? <laughs> it's it's actually a perfect tie into the to the last thing we were talking about is again, people are on overload and uh, we all of us, everybody that's listening to this podcast, all of us are on attention deficit disorder. Uh, so the the difficulty in struggling to be productive is focus, it, okay. and that is that begins with the leader or the assignment. What are we trying to achieve? What is the goal? Clarity of purpose. Mm. Uh, so it gets super clear. And clarity is not just did I enunciate properly and did I write a good goal. Clarity is in the eyes or ears or minds of the receiver. So checking to be sure that everybody heard or understood the same thing because meaning changes person by person. So it's clarity of purpose, aligning around that. And then every day, each of us has a personal responsibility to be unbelievably focused on whatever that is. And the reason, tying it back to my mom, the reason why I use that story in a business context is it's so easy to be distracted by the latest shiny object or the latest email or the latest thing that didn't go well in a meeting. But if you tie it back to something that you are personally passionate about, we're going to achieve this goal because it helps me make a difference in the world, then ultimately everybody's productive. So productivity mm-hmm. is uh, ultimately becomes a, uh, a function of focus. Mm, okay. And when it comes to managing those uh, precious moments that we all have uh, each and every day, what are your tips for that you've uh, kind of formulated in the work that you're doing, but also that you see constantly when you go and you interact and you're consulting with all these businesses and you have to like teach these principles over and over and over again? How can people really better manage their time so that they can be in alignment with their goals, as you're saying, and really be as productive as they want to be? Uh, There are a couple principles when you are communicating to others. 
Uh, the, again, in my first answer, I try to keep everything simple. So mm-hmm. what I do, what I've been doing for over 30 years is taking all the best practices out there and boiling them down to their essence, whether they're my research and, and, and my work is driven by, I've interviewed and surveyed over a million people over mm-hmm. the past few decades, uh, whether it's my research or somebody else's models or research. Uh, so a couple of them that I would share with everybody is know, as in knowledge, K-N-O-W, Know, feel, do. When you are communicating to anybody, it doesn't matter what their language is, what their culture is, what industry they're in, in a business environment, a personal environment, everybody is so overloaded. They want three things from you as quickly as possible. What's the one thing you want me to know? Why should I care about it? What do you want me to do? And remembering no, feel, do helps you organize your thoughts. Most of us communicate from our perspective. Natasha, here's what I want you, I want you to know. Mm-hmm. And, and what we talked about, the golden rule and putting each other in, you know, in, our, in the other person's shoes, this is communicating from that perspective. So when you put yourself in the other person's shoes, think about from their perspective, what's the most important thing they need to know or understand uh, about whatever project you're rolling out or whatever the issue is. Mm-hmm. feel, why should they care about it emotionally? And we try to force, you should care about this because you know it's important to our customer. Well, that may or may not be important to each individual. Put yourself mm-hmm. in their shoes and think about why is it important to them. And sometimes feel, it doesn't have to be heavy or heady. It, it can be just, how was your weekend? Did you have a good time? How are your kids? Mm-hmm. Are you doing okay? I heard you were sick last week. It Feel is an emotional bond. So that's the EQ portion. Mm-hmm. Uh, no is the simple IQ. Uh, feel is the EQ. And then the last thing is a bias fraction, do. So if you can be as simple in your communications as possible, short, brief, a sentence or two on each thing, no, feel, do. That's super helpful. And the other applied to that um, is, is the three to five rule. Mm-hmm. And from the research that I've done and others done, it's basically going back to competing for people's attention. People's attention span it goes around three to five. Electronic communications, something that you're texting me or, or you're sending me an email or I see it online, it's about three to five seconds. Mm-hmm. You have three to five seconds to get your point across. Otherwise, people's attention starts going all over the place. And uh, when you're sending something, that's why no field do is important. You know, keep those things short, concise, and if you have more information, say see below for more. But at the mm. very top of the email or at the very top of the talk, get across no field do in three to five seconds electronically. And it's also three to five minutes face-to-face. Mm. From now on, never think about a meeting as uh, an hour long. An hour long meeting is 12 five-minute segments. Mm. So remember, you're competing okay. for a people's attention. The way to organize your content from their perspective is no feel do, and the way to get it across concisely, three to five seconds, three to five minutes. Mm. I love that. All right. Well, what are three things you do personally to be productive every day? Uh, for every longer-term project that I'm doing, I set regular hours. So if I'm writing a book, 
I, you know, I'm always up earlier than I usually am. I get up at four or five and I'm working for a couple hours before the phone starts ringing or emails start coming in. So if you're working on a longer project, set aside a disciplined uh, time frame for that. Another, since we talked about caring for others, is empathy. Believe it or not, one of the things to be productive and focused and and a good business practice is make sure you you pay it forward once a day. Once a day, do something for somebody that wasn't in your job description, like maybe you have to help somebody out. But beyond your job description, a team, a, uh, a partner, uh, somebody you meet in the street, once a day, always do something nice for somebody. Paying your life, uh, pay your life's gratitude forward to somebody. And this mm-hmm. isn't just being a good person or it's not just spiritual. You're increasing your network. You know, we are the power of our network. You're increasing your people connection. It's all about... Uh, extending your life in a more beautiful and amazing way. Uh, mm. So it's I, I try to be structured in my long-term time. I try to have, uh, you know, do something nice for somebody every day. And mm-hmm. I try to have one short-term goal, something that I can achieve, you know, within the next couple hours. Every mm. day I have, you know, one thing that I can check off the list that's still, it's not just a, a quick gimme that's, yeah, I just checked it off, but something that's important. So I have a short-term goal, long-term goal, and do something nice for somebody. I love it. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. So um, shifting gears slightly, uh, but still in the realm of what we're talking about, when it comes to your uh, tremendous success as an author, you know, it's no real, it's no easy feat to just write one book, but now you've written eight best-selling books. So like, I'd love for you to share with Woken, with the Woken Free Nation exactly like, you know, how did you manage your time essentially to not just do one, but eight books, but also, you know, some of the tips, I guess, that you would have loved to have known when you were going through this process? Uh, great question, Natasha. You know, first, and it's all going to tie back to everything we've already said. First, mm-hmm. in, in writing a book, uh, can you do the elevator speech for the book? Most of us, you know, ramble all over the place. Can you mm-hmm. give a 30 seconds or less pitch to somebody about your book, not necessarily filling in all the details, but where people go, oh my God, I need that. Or tell me more, tell me more. Where after your 30 seconds, somebody is passionately excited about uh, your book. You need to be able to have that focus and carry it through because again, that is in your focus. That Mm -hmm. will keep you focused throughout. Uh, the next thing is, uh, in, in, uh, technology terms in West coast, uh, Silicon Valley, they call, you know, fail forward, fail fast. It's the ability to get that draft out there and in very rough form, be willing to put things out there that you're not super proud of, but you think are in the, in the right ballpark. And one of the things I've learned over the years of doing the book is I essentially crowdsource the editing of my books. Each time I'm writing a book, uh, what I do, the first book took me 18 months to write and I was all by myself. Mm-hmm. Since okay. then, I've refined a process where I, I pulled together a group of 50 or so volunteers. And it includes people who love me and who I absolutely, who will absolutely disagree with uh, what I'm about to write. 
because they are as important as anybody else because they'll keep me honest. They'll, they'll make sure that it, me, the emperor, if I'm wearing no clothes, they'll call me on it. And what mm. I do is I commit to a sh- schedule where every few, couple weeks to a few weeks, I'm sending stuff out no matter how, even if it, I don't feel it's ready, I get it out there and I have the community review it, say, that's not clear. I'm not sure what you're saying here. And I get that feedback and by the time a publisher type editor sees my book, you know, it's so rare that they have anything to say. It's like, yeah, you, you use the colon when you should have used the semicolon kind of stuff. But uh, for the most part, the crowd is helping me and they love it because they're getting a sneak peek at new thinking and get very mm-hmm. excited about it. Even uh, this afternoon or Natasha, you commented on a, on a draft that I sent yep. you earlier, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. take that feedback. And the important thing is, uh, a friend of mine uh, used to say, uh, feedback is the breakfast of champions. Mm. The people that are most important to your process are the ones who say this is BS, or that I disagree with you, or I don't mm. like what you say. Dig deeper and find where that is coming from because that is a predictor of what the marketplace will think about. Now, you still need to be true to your vision, mm. to, but listen to them. Very often, I've, I've written a book, and somebody said, I, know I don't, don't agree with this premise at all, and I interviewed them later, and I said, tell me more. And that ended up being an extra paragraph or an extra page in the book that helped me explain my reasoning of why mm-hmm. my point of view was valid, or at least I felt it was. Interesting. To follow up with that, actually, uh, so, you know, as a coach and and someone who is constantly like working um, similar to you uh, uh, with kind of empowering, educating, activating people on their professional or entrepreneurial journeys, I find that certain personalities or certain people in certain industries, specifically, I would say creatives, uh, might uh, be very overwhelmed by that process that you just described. Uh, How did you essentially develop the fortitude to be able to take in that feedback and not let it uh, essentially crush you? Because uh, there are some people that I've worked with or know that would, that if they went through that, that would be like the end of that book conversation. Well, it actually refers back to the creative process I was trained in as a freshman and sophomore in in college. My original major was as as a design student. And the first thing you get taught in your first project, you're given a week or two to do your first project, and you put it up on the bulletin board, and you call it's called a crit or a critique. And you learn, you go around the room and you critique each other's work, but you know your project is next, so you're not going to, you know, lambaste somebody inappropriately. You're going to give constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. So through the creative process, I learned the uh, of the value of good creative um, uh, feedback. And mm-hmm. that's probably the most important thing. Get it early. The worst mm-hmm. thing you want is to not have that create that good feedback and then put it out there and you get no stars or one star on Amazon. That's mm-hmm. that's marketplace feedback. You want mm-hmm. mostly that behind the scenes feedback so you improve it so you get mostly five star reviews. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, it's amazing that you've interviewed like over 1 million people. Now, what are the most meaningful lessons you think you've learned from those interviews? People are people. <laughs> all, 
we get all caught up and wrapped up in business models and, and this and that. And just remember that people are people. And my methodology for all my books in the last few, um, when I'm interviewing somebody, not much longer this podcast, you know, and I do it over mm -hmm. a video or a teleconference, uh, most often sometimes in person, but I always have three questions, maybe with follow-ups, depending on how much time there is. But two of the second and third question is business-related. You know, I just mm -hmm. did a research project on the future of HR. So the, the two of the three questions be the future of HR. But the first question mm -hmm. is always, what makes you, you? Mm -hmm. From childhood to now, how did, how did you become who you are? And what happens is people open up because they want to talk about themselves, and, and most people have never been asked that kind of question. And when mm -hmm. you create that personal bond, I've had people that you know treat it almost like a therapy session, even though that, the conversation, that part of the conversation is only five or ten minutes. But they wow. feel so touched by someone truly being interested and also pushing. You know, it's, it's not just a softball question. It's, there's follow-up questions. Really, what makes you, you? Dig deep. And uh, I found over the years, all decisions, good and bad, all things that people do are motivated by them being a person, not by a strategy, not by a business model, not by mm -hmm. this, but because they're a person. So approach them that way. Okay. All right. And then with hmm. that, I guess, before we get to, you know, the question of how people can get in touch with you and all that, I guess our last question would be, what makes you, you? <laughs> <laughs> you opened the door, so I want you to walk on Perfect, through it. <laughs> well, there, there, there's, there's many answers, but there, I gave you one already, my mom. Yeah. So my, yeah. I'm trying to deliver on my mom's legacy. The second one is uh, when I was in university, I watched some kids playing with a maze in a, in a science museum. And they blew it first time, second time, the third time they got it. And I realized these were fifth and sixth graders. I was mm -hmm. cutting class that day for a logic course, if then, PQ, and or statements. And they were doing college level logic. Uh, they figured out which levers uh, you know, an and statement needs two halves of the statement to be true, so they figured out two levers, or an or statement, statement only needs one half of the statement to be true, so one mm. lever. And what I realized at that moment, the essence of simplicity, it's also called UX or user experience, it's also called design thinking, is again, putting yourself in the user's shoes. So what I learned, what makes me, me, and how I try to work with simplicity is that you can teach anybody anything. You can organize anything for anybody, even fifth or sixth graders. It doesn't matter. Most complex thing in the world can be done by anybody as long as you organize it from their perspective. Stop trying mm -hmm. to teach them your perspective. Uh, so that's so the two things that make me me most often are my mom's legacy and looking at everything from the other person's perspective. Incredible. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah, so with that, uh, I think everyone, Woken Free Nation, is just sitting there, like, shaking their head, like, mm, like this is really deep. <laughs> um, so how can people best get in touch with you if they want to learn more about all of the books and, and you know, product services that you have out available? Where do they go? One last tip before I give that is mm -hmm. uh, 
my speaking voice right now was usually was probably almost twice as fast as I would normally do in a conversation because mm-hmm. that's part of if I know for a podcast and I'm trying to cram the most value in the most space in the least space mm-hmm. that was also it if we were having drinks over dinner or beers I would do it differently so mm-hmm. how can you get in yeah. touch with me it's bill at simplerwork.com s i m as in mother p l e r w o r k bill at simplerwork.com or just check out Bill Jensen on LinkedIn or uh, simpler, uh, Simpleton Bill uh, on uh, Twitter. Awesome. Okay. I love it. Bill, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom and insight. I think you definitely gave us food for thought. You definitely gave Woken Free Nation food for thought. Ah, you're awesome. Yeah. I love it. Thank Lots you so much. Life tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you told you pretty much told people how to get their life together, and I love it. <laughs> and do it simply. Well, yeah, in a simple manner. <laughs> That's Things awesome. that people Thank you can so actually much, apply. guys. I've 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 thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks. All, All right. right. Thank you, Bill. Have a great evening. Take care. We are at that time again. It's the coming of the end of our 48th episode of. Woken free. Okay, so I go up, you go down, get it together. <laughs> Every single time we Never. struggle. This uh, is the first time we've ever struggled. Where's your benchmark? Took 48 for episodes for us to actually struggle. That's pretty good. Maybe we'll get it together for 50, huh? I don't I think you're delusional about us being Get your life. Not together. We were way together. We were like glue all together. And we're all glued working together. on the wrong pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I go up, you go down. That's the focus point. Okay, guys? I don't think so. I don't think the audience agrees. Woken Free Nation, please tell Khalil to get his life. <laughs> and they learn disagree. to say Woken Free. It's not up. <laughs> See, now you just out at yourself. So now, now the Woken Free audience heard you. So they know exactly what you sound like. So that's good. He's a hot mess, isn't he? This is crazy. <laughs> you let them know the truth. They know that you need to get your life. That's what they know, okay? Now, we have had quite the episode talking all about what it takes to be productive at work. And hopefully you can take some of this knowledge shared by Bill Jensen and our business tips shared in the beginning of the episode to help you be more productive at work. Like I said, guys, keep it simple, stupid, right? Kiss is something that always works for me. Khalil says benchmarks. Bill dropped a lot of gems, so you have a lot of information there. So next, will I, will I leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? On our next episode, we will be talking about how important it is to consider what we put on our bodies with special guest Lisa Wirtz, the owner and founder of Coco Me LLC. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. Make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you would like to be a guest on the show, submit a topic for an upcoming episode or share how you feel and make sure you hit us up on our contact us page on WokenFree.com. Now again, that is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. And we are very active on social media. If you want to slide into our DMs, hit us up on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Woken Free. And of course, you can also find us on YouTube at Woken Free. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode. Make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Until next time.